special edition of Talking Taker as we dig up the career of the brother of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time, The Undertaker. Yes, folks, you heard me right. Tonight is not yet another round of Dead Man Talking, but a special bonus one-time-only edition of Raising Kane. My name is Alex Dorio, and I want to thank you for joining us, but I cannot do this on my own, so I am joined, as always, by my wrestling buddy, my tag team partner, my best friend, my podcasting brother of destruction. That's gotta be, that's gotta be Mr. Travis White. And Travis, (laughs) as the two foremost experts on the career of The Undertaker, you and I decided that we needed to reconvene tonight for this special occasion to celebrate the career of the latest member of the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2021, the devil's favorite demon, the big red machine, Paul Bear's baby boy, Kane. <laughs> the headliner. Oh, the mayor of Knox County. He's a mayor an hour and a half from where I live, man. It's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. Isn't he a 24-7 champion? Didn't he pin truth? Uh, Former 24-7 champion. Yeah, former 24-7 champion. So he's even winning titles, you know, recently. Yeah, he's in the Royal Rumble this year. Yeah, he was. That's insane. Forgot about that. Yeah. So, yeah, we decided to uh, dust off the old podcast microphone, dust off the cameras, uh, and just come at you guys with a surprise episode here. You know, Raising Kane, talking about Taker's brother. As he is a Hall of Fame, and you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, Taker will go in next year since it's in Dallas, and we'll have to, uh, you know, dust it off again for that for sure. 
Well, look, it's been about a, a month now, a month or so since we uh, since we retired the podcast Talking Taker. But just like in pro wrestling itself, there's no <laughs> such thing as retirement in the world of podcasting. Uh, uh, you know, we thought we were done, but we're getting dragged down uh, into hell of podcasting. Like Kane used to drag people underneath yes. the ring. He's just he's just dragging us back in. Uh, you you folks are are loyal creatures of the night on Twitter. You were you were saying we needed to do something special to celebrate it. You and I, Travis. We kind of texted back and forth, and uh, we decided, yep, it, we we got to yeah. do it. We got to talk about it. It's only fitting. This guy, no one was more intertwined with The Undertaker throughout yeah. his career than his storyline brother, Kane. So there's so much to talk about here. I uh, want to clarify, this is not the beginning of a new podcasting right. project. <laughs> You know, if it blows up, you know, you never say never. You know, maybe we commit another three years of our life to Kane. Uh, not likely, though. Uh, what yeah. we're going to try to do here tonight is we're just going to go off the cuff. You and I, Travis, we're going to kind of riff about our favorite Kane memories. We'll, we'll kind of do a loose outline uh, of his career, talk about some of his biggest moments and matches and uh, uh, incidents, uh, 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 <laughs> crimes incidents. he committed, things like that. <laughs> we'll uh, talk about some of his uh, historic facts and figures, uh, share some of our all-time favorite Kane matches, and just talk about what, whatever memories that spark up here. So uh, I've got my Kane shirt custom from yes. uh, Lapel Yeah that I ordered. I love this thing. Uh, I got some I got some red wine for the big red machine. Uh, 19 crimes, because I think that's at least as many as he committed yeah. <laughs> in the company. <laughs> so, on man, television. Yeah, on television. <laughs> we don't even know about his past. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> well, we know one thing about his past. We know a few things, yeah. We know so, one murder uh, he committed. <laughs> Travis, as we kick things off here, man, uh, just when you think of Kane. 2021 Hall of Famer. When you think of Kane, what comes to mind? I mean, well, if asked me before we did spent three and a half years of our life digging in Undertaker's life and how it was intertwined, and I would have just said, you know, entertaining, great big man, scary for his time, you know, um, and w- one of the better big men. But also, I'll be completely honest, not one like I don't have a lot of matches that stand out like, oh, that was a five star classic with Kane. A lot of his stuff, like you said, there are incidents, there are things, there's the sports entertainment part, there's the backstage vignettes, the crazy stuff he does in the ring. Uh, a lot of that's more what I think about with Kane. It's more of a character driven, uh, well, wrestler character, you know, a lot of character stuff. Um, so yeah, not giving me the five star classics or whatever, but five star classic uh, incidents for sure. I mean, one of the top entertaining guys on WWE television. When we're gonna break down some of his stuff here. So what about oh, you? Oh yeah, I mean, I agree with all that. Uh, to me though, you know, I, I kind of think he he is almost underrated as an oh, no ring worker. He kind of has overperformed in that mm-hmm. in that big man role, and um, that's a lot of what we're going to talk about here tonight. Is he is such a he's such a good utility player uh, yes. in the company. Like he way more so than Undertaker. He's had a very you know he's always gets looped in with Undertaker naturally. But he's had a very different career path, and sure. um, he has had times when he's been the main event, where he's been the world champion, where, where he's been the focus uh, of the company. Definitely not as much as Undertaker, but he's also had so many 
so many tag team partners and different tag yes. team title <laughs> reigns. He's a guy who's had... I'm going to spoil one of the stats that we're going to talk about later. He's had the most Money in the Bank match appearances tied with Kofi oh, Kingston wow. in company history. Not wow. Rey Mysterio, not right. uh, not Dolph. you know your Dolph Ziggler or the Miz or your typical Money in the Bank guys. Kane, yeah. Kane is a Money in the Bank guy, and he's been That's... in other ladder matches and TLC oh, yeah. matches and things like that. But he can fill that role. Um, you can put him anywhere. You can give him yeah. comedy, and he crushes it. You can give him horror and you know mm-hmm. the most absurd stuff. Uh, does it always one hundred percent of the time click and work? No, but you better no. believe he's gonna sell it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and and he will well, do everything said, in yeah. his power to make it work. Yep, and you know what? I think that. Uh, not kayfabe like he learned it from his brother, but I think he learned a lot of that just selling whatever you're given from Taker, man. I mean, Taker took him under his wing, you know, as his kayfabe brother. And I think that, I mean, like you said, he's always, whatever you give him, he'll turn it into the, you know, the biggest piece of chicken crap, into the biggest, most tasty chicken salad he could possibly do, you know? like Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, he makes it all worthwhile. It's definitely entertaining. Even if it's a train wreck, it's entertaining because Kane's doing it. And he can just flip on a dime and be go from one segment and be in, making you in stitches and, and laughing so hard and then just walk right back into that Michael Myers character and it works. You know, not a lot of guys can do that, you know. You know, we talked uh, we talked a little bit about this with Big Show when we, we went through the mm-hmm. uh, endless marathon of Big Show matches that <laughs> – love Big Show. He'll be in the yeah. Hall of Fame one day. Absolutely deserved. Absolutely. But – He's kind of a guy who's um, who could not always get over some of the crap that yes. that the that the office gave him, and he Big Show seemed like a guy who would never argue. Like the office gave him something, and he's just like, "All right, I'm gonna go do it." But mm-hmm. he couldn't always pull it off. And Kane, I feel like is the same way. I don't feel like Kane ever argued because uh, I no. probably would have argued if someone gave me the Katie Vick storyline and probably said, ah, "That doesn't work for me, brother." Yeah. Uh, but Kane didn't argue that, and somehow Kane was able to make way more stuff work than a guy like yes. Big Show was able to make yep. work, and that and that's why we're talking about him after 25 years of this Kane character, 24, Oof. coming yeah. up on 25. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'll say this too, man. Like I remember, uh, so a buddy of mine I went to church with back when I was first getting into uh, wrestling again. Uh, he had the was it which which game came first on PlayStation? Raw is war or the Warzone game or Attitude? Warzone, yeah. Warzone. Warzone. You you could pause it and see the move list or whatever. You had to because it yeah, was like he, ten yeah. button combos. He would always choose Kane, and uh, I just remember Kane on that game was like really. It was a really good player to pick on that game, man, because he just had dominating moves and uh, yeah, it was just. Always try to bring back to video games and fun like that, but yeah, I didn't use him a lot. No mercy, I had other talented roster to pick from. But I remember on that game, uh, my buddy from church picking him a lot and just constantly dominating everybody. So because his move set is great, you know. Yeah, man. I mean, if you if you're looking at the Attitude Era of WWE, the the most the biggest hottest time in the company's history, you're talking about your top five guys. Of course you're putting Austin. Of course you're putting Rock. Of course you're putting the Dead Man. Got to put the Dead Man in there. You're probably putting Mick Foley 
in there. I think you got to put him. I think you got to put Kane. I, I, like Triple H, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, there's an argument there. Like, he's certainly uh, in that role. And, like, he, um, you know, I don't think he gets the love for that uh, that he should. Yep, I agree. He does not get the love and respect. He, like I said, underrated is a perfect term for Kane, which he's a Hall of Famer for, you know, a headliner. How can he be underrated? Well, just when you look at his whole entire career, he really is, man. And, uh, yeah, we'll get into some more stuff here. But, yeah. We yeah. talk all night about him. But. Well, we're going to try. Uh, let, let's kind of talk about the early days of Kane uh, for a minute and sort of that evolution of Glenn Jacobs into Kane. I mean, here's a guy who, uh, as Bruiser Mastino and WCW, he accomplished something that The Undertaker didn't in that he had a match with Sting in WCW as a job guy Sting. that is uh, <laughs> on the W or it was on the WWE Network. I don't know if it's made the migration over to Peacock yet, but, uh, you know. Uh, also, can we just talk about the timing of us completing our podcast yes. a week before they move the WWE Network dies and moves <laughs> to over to Peacock? Unbelievable, man. Yeah. That's a God thing right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lord had his hand on us. He's Absolutely. like, you're going to finish this before the Peacock ruins half the stuff you can't watch anymore. So, yeah. Good on us. Um. So a, another hidden gem he's in on the network before he's in the WWE. He wrestles as Unabomb against The Undertaker in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. So that's sort of the first uh, meeting of these two men, of, of Glenn Jacobs and Mark Calloway. They get to know each other and begin to develop this relationship, begin to develop this trust for each other. I think uh, Undertaker has talked about seeing something in him at that young yeah. age, seeing, okay, uh, there could be money here. Right? There could be something, obviously not knowing what it would turn into. Um, but, you know, here's a guy who then goes on to become, talk about chicken salad here, uh, Isaac Yankum, DDS, the wrestling Ooh. dentist. Uh, and then that fizzles out and then turns into fake diesel, uh, just two of the biggest wrestle crap gimmicks of all time right there. Uh, it's, it's incredible that he ever recovered from those two things. Oh, without question. We were joking before we started recording about that Babatunde, Davocado guy re-debuted at WrestleMania this year and with a third gimmick in like three years. And uh, I don't, no offense to him, I don't think his third career in three years is going to go as far as Kane's did because Yankin was 95, Fake Diesel 96, Kane's 97. Wow. Three years, yeah, yeah, yeah. three different gimmicks. Kane's the first belt Hall of Famer. Mm. Sorry, Dabakato, you're not going to be in <laughs> first ballot Hall of Famer. Unless you'll surprise me, but I'm just saying. You never know. Um, three years, three different gimmicks, but the one that meant something uh, stuck. Because, again, he debuted where? Our number one taker match? The Hell in a Cell with Sean and and, uh, and Taker. So, Well, there you go. Uh, you know, um, uh, excuse me, uh, Kane, uh, as... Yankum and as Diesel, he also had matches with Undertaker on Raw during that mm-hmm. time, which are kind of fun things to go back and look oh, yeah. at. But uh, yeah, the the Kane character, of course, comes next. This transformation, two horribly failed gimmicks, but the company still sees something in this guy, still sees some potential in him. Uh, we tried dyeing his hair and giving him this Diesel look. That's not going to work. What can we do? Let's put him under a hood. Let's put him under a mask. And let's slot him into this role 
for The Undertaker's brother. This new storyline that kind of takes over the entire summer and fall of 1997 between Paul Bearer and The Undertaker. Uh, probably, you know, if not my favorite, gotta be in my two or three favorite things that we covered uh, in the history oh, of yeah. our podcast. The promos between Paul Bearer and The Undertaker, just unraveling this soap opera storyline and this history of their family. Dead man! Wait a minute, what's this? The time is drawing near! Your brother Kane is coming! You, Undertaker, are gonna burn in hell! Undertaker, I promise you, you'll burn in Uh, you read the comic book and gave us even yeah. more backstory on it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it was such a joy to revisit that because, again, I kind of came back into wrestling on the tail end of that as he's about to debut and Hell in the Cell is kind of right when I was getting back into it. So I, uh, it was just, it took me back to those times and just getting to see him for the first time. And um, yeah, just the. The way that 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 was ninety seven, and here we are twenty four years later, still talking about him again. We know he's not his real brother, but you know, storyline wise and WWE uh, continuity, he still is, and you know their their lives were forever intertwined, you know, because of that. And he, I mean, he would not if he'd have come back as Kane, some just big guy that wasn't connected to Taker. I'd say he'd had three failed gimmicks in three three years. It's because oh yeah, without doubt with that story with Taker that made it what it was. I mean, he did too, but he wouldn't have the opportunity to have taken it to that level, a 24-year run, uh, if it hadn't been for the fact that he was glued to Taker's hip with that. So, And it's another one of those things where it's it's fate like you had the perfect guy to fill the role of the undertaker character yeah with mark calloway you could put a lot of people in that gimmick and it mm -hmm. would be really good or great even but I, it would not become what it is without mark calloway and it's the same mm -hmm. deal with kane there's there's probably a lot of big men that you could have put into that role that, that could have been fine you know uh that could have gone through the motions uh, that could have made it, it something Brian entertaining. Lee, you know, I, I was just Baker, thinking, yeah. like a Brian Adams or, or a Brian oh, Lee, somebody Clark around or, yeah. that time. Um, you know, th there's guys you could have put into that role that could have done fine, but Glenn Jacobs was mm -hmm. the man, and it is just a little bit of luck and just a little bit of uh, of just fate, you know, and timing. Having him be the right person in need of this big gimmick change because. You can't just – if he hadn't had the mask, if it was just Isaac yeah. Hankum, DDS, walking yeah. out there uh, <laughs> in red and like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. It can't be that guy. Yeah. But it's but it's him, the mask, the outfit, the pyro, um, the way that he's he's taller than Undertaker, you know, with mm -hmm. those little lifts in his boots, um, it, the whole presentation of it at – Bad Blood, 1997, at that Hell in a Cell match, our number one match of The Undertaker's yeah. career. That's a huge reason why, that, that whole storyline part of it, man. It's all over! Now we'll come to Tombstone! No. Oh my God, wait a minute! It's 
and wrestling under a mat. So wrestling, I'm not telling you fans anything you don't already know, but wrestling's all about emotion. And, you know, they always say that Vince says, you know, this is your moneymaker right here, your face. When you sell, sell with your face. When you're coming out, you know, he always tells people to smile when the baby faces to come out because the whole world wants to see you smile or whatever. Like, you can't do any of that when you have a mask covering it. So you got to figure out, and it's not like a Rey Mysterio mask where he's got his mouth open. Like, you can, yeah. his whole face is covered. So, Kane had to also kind of method act, and he does that little cocks his head a little bit. Like those types of things tell you what the character's thinking and feeling without telling you because he at first he doesn't speak. You don't see his face, you know. Uh, you don't see any emotion from him at all. He's just like like Taker first was. He's just stoic, and he's there. So uh, that had to be a lot to unlearn because like just like Taker had to unlearn or not unlearn, but just put all that stuff you've been taught in the back and, and not do it anymore, you know? Because uh, with Isaac Yankum and with Diesel, he was doing that kind of stuff. And especially with Isaac Yankum, he was very theatrical and, you know, showing his nasty yellow teeth and all that stuff and playing to the back row. But now you got to do such subtle things. And again, it takes somebody who knows what they're doing to do that, you know? And I'll tell you what, not to get ahead of ourselves, but when the time comes for him to take that mask off, that is part of what makes Kane so good with the mask off is that he's spent five years developing these facial expressions. Yes. He's doing all those facial expressions underneath the mask, but he's having to do them so big so that you can see them through the mask, yes. through his yeah. body language. Exactly. And that, that happens a lot of times with guys who have wrestled with masks on is that mm -hmm. like they actually end up having great facial expressions because they've had to over express throughout exactly. their entire body to, to get that stuff across. So I, yep. I think in, in a weird way that helped him later on in his career. But uh, you talk yep. about the head turn. Uh, I don't know if it was him or Bruce Pritchard or different interviews. They've talked about him thinking of himself like a puppy dog or like yes. you know, that that's where mm -hmm. he kind of modeled that from. That's how a dog would react and look at things just like confused. And that's where he got that uh, mm -hmm. little head take and head turn from, which is a cool little stat or, or, or uh, story. And it says everything you need to get out of that moment in mm -hmm. just a head turn, you know? Yeah. So it's awesome. And I think a lot of people think, oh, yeah, this is obvious. This is a home run. The Undertaker's brother is, is going to appear. And, okay, yeah, he's probably going to get 20 years out of that. But that wasn't the plan. They've talked no, about this was, was supposed to be like a, a, a six-month storyline. And it goes yep. to WrestleMania. Undertaker has an opponent for WrestleMania, squashes him. Bye-bye, Kane. Okay. Yep. Uh, that's not. This was not intended to be this long-running character. Vince Russo didn't have the the Highway to Hell, all that storyline planned out originally. Mm -mm. It wasn't supposed to work that way. No. But because Kane was so good, because that exactly. chemistry was there, it became something more. And uh, again, look at look at Midian. Okay. Look at Viscera for a second. These are two guys that couple failed gimmicks then they they get a new gimmick this dark gimmick they get tied with the undertaker oh they're gonna put them with the undertaker and the ministry of darkness now they're gonna succeed nah it didn't work out that way mm -mm. for them no disrespect to those guys no. we love midian yeah. we love viscera but kane's different man it's not yep. just because they put him with the undertaker like it's because there was something there to begin with yep exactly so yeah it's just you know he made a long run out of something that was supposed to last, like you said, it's supposed to get into mania and then be done. That was it. 
you know, but you know, he uh proved his worth and then some. So And he's the first guy, I think when you get to WrestleMania fourteen, he's the first guy that you really think uh the streak is in peril. Yeah. Even though we didn't know what the streak was. Um, right. you really thought Oh, th- this guy could beat the Undertaker at, at this mm-hmm. point, and he is the first guy. Um, you know, he kicks out of tombstones. You know, yes. at, at WrestleMania, yeah. and, and Undertaker gives that to him. You know, I'm sure he chose to do that. He didn't have to do that right. for him, but he wants to establish this guy. Even though he's not going to beat him, he's going to get closer than anybody else has. Sometimes we talk about it on the show all the time. Sometimes you can get over by losing. Just because you lose doesn't mean you didn't get over. You can get over more yeah. than losing sometimes, you know? That and match yeah, is the perfect it. example of it. Exactly. Perfect. He was a made man after that night. You know, it's the first time they got to go at it in the ring. And I, for one, thought maybe Kane was going to beat him because you know how wrestling goes. He'll wins one, then. Babyface wins the next one, and Babyface wins the third, you know, the, the rubber match, and then they win the feud and move on. Like That's typically how stuff goes. But, um, you know, Taker wound up winning that. But, yeah, you really could have thought that, you know, Kane could easily win this match. You know? but, and how anyway. incredible that they kept these two guys separate for for six months. You know, yeah. they never had a match until Mm-mm. WrestleMania. They interacted and, and you know. Kane burned him in a casket and whatnot yeah. and tombstoned him. And, you know, they had they had segments, plenty of segments oh, with yeah. each other. But no no tag team matches, no six-man matches, Mm-mm. no random Raw main events, nothing. And that's, again, it, it worked. They had plenty of matches after this one, but they <laughs> saved that <laughs> yeah. first one and they made it special. Oh, yeah, they did. They did for sure. Well, and tell us about another. On their list. They did, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people voted for it in their top ten or top twenty Undertaker matches. And tell us about another special thing that happened at, at that first WrestleMania appearance of Kane. Oh well, so again, big heel here, but he gets to Tombstone Pete Rose, <laughs> the Chicken, <laughs> San Francisco Chicken. Oh, it's the Chicken right? next year. Oh, the next year's the Chicken. Yeah, but he gets yeah. to Tombstone Pete Rose. So yeah, and that again. It's funny because he got a big pop when he did that, even though he's supposed to be this heel. And he can do that, you know, because he's Kane. His his character allows him to do that. So, yeah, again, another three-year run that he had a few with Pete Rose at WrestleMania. So, um, that, so good, man. It, it, so it's good. the perfect example of of all the different facets of Kane. Like, yes. that he can pull off this intense match with The Undertaker, but literally five minutes beforehand... He's going to have this stupid segment with Pete Rose that is so bizarre. And yet, how about it? Guess who else was in the Hall of Fame? Is Pete Rose because of Kane. Exactly. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. That's the crazy, only man. Hall of Fame that he's in is because of Kane. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, the summer of 98 would prove to be probably, uh, you could argue, Kane's biggest summer and or year in his entire career. You know, he gets his. He becomes the WWF champion in under a year. So, you know, goes from nearly being fired with these mm-hmm. awful, awful gimmicks all the way to WWF champion, even if it's just for one night. It's still an iconic Doesn't moment. Doesn't matter. An iconic yep. night. Yep. Right in the heat if of you the, have again, the number one. If you have the number one song in America or in the world or a number one record and you have it for one day, it doesn't matter. You still had it. Take Kane was a world champion for 24 hours and that's all that matters is that he and, had it who cares if he lost it 
and he beat Stone Cold yes. Steve Austin. He ended Stone Cold Steve Austin's first world title reign. And yeah, that was a huge, crazy. huge deal, huge moment. One of my favorite uh, Raws of all time. And then, of course, he gets wrapped up in this highway to hell with Stone Cold and The Undertaker and Mankind and Vince McMahon. And it's probably the best writing that Vince Russo ever did uh, is just making all of that work and click and make sense. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I love it so much. Again, the wrestling in the ring, not always the best when you go back and look mm. at it, but the storylines, man, even 23 years later, it still gives you an adrenaline rush. Oh, it does. And uh, I'm not sure how many of those are going to be on the peacock anymore because they're starting to cut everything. But, yeah. Go back and enjoy those while you can, while they're still there. So, <laughs> But yeah, great, yeah. great, great writing, great stuff. The way that, and again, we talked about this a long time ago in here, when they finally, him and Taker finally like teamed up-ish, mm. you know, kind of were on the same side. That's just, you were just like, oh, oh, like this, this is going to be a nightmare for anybody yes. who gets in the ring with these two guys. I mean, it's like. Godzilla and Kong on the same team, you know, like it's just exactly, yeah. Oh, great analogy. We got Godzilla versus King Kong on HBO yeah. Max yeah. now. What if the next movie it's Godzilla and King Kong on yeah. the same team together? That's it's like yes, this yeah. is what I wanted. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I yep. love that. Um, well, okay, Kane's in the main event every week on Raw. He's in the main event of pay per views. You know, he's become a star in his own right. Yeah. And Very so good. after yeah, after 90, 1998, he kind of breaks off for the first time away from The Undertaker and away from being uh, connected with him after The Undertaker starts this ministry of darkness. And, you know, they're always loosely tied to each other. But sure. 1999 is where we really start to see the personality of Kane come out uh, with this the first of many, many, many oddball tag teams that Kane has throughout his career. And the first one is with X-Pac, and then they add in a girlfriend for him with Tori. First of any girlfriends he's going to have on the TV as <laughs> yep. well. I yep. mean... Many. <laughs> you, you, yeah, it's like a limitate with him. He's just going through... What, what, who... Lead name was like the Kelly Kelly like the biggest bachelor there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. AJ I don't yeah know. He had a lot yeah. of them that's it just occurred to me like how many women he's like kayfabe been with on TV man that's hilarious yeah, I think so, Eve I think there was Katie Eve Vick. involved at one point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll get there no, real ladies yeah. man <laughs> yeah um, yeah man him and Xbox and we talked about it on the show like just how over x-pac was and just giving a little bit of that rub to kane too and how over both of them were everybody in the attitude era was but just that tag match those tag matches with them uh, were fantastic you know fantastic really good stuff x-pac took all the heat and got the beat down kane came in for the hot tag you know round up the match and it was just a perfect you know, you know vince loves those strange bedfellows you know tag team match like team ups and kane like you just mentioned he's Maybe the king of having those, like oh, yeah. big, scary monster, smaller guy, or whomever it might be. But like, Kane's always the the, the one that they get to play off of. So it's and it's, it makes for great TV. 
Dude, without question. I mean, uh, it's the, the chemistry that he had with with guys throughout his career, X-Buck, RVD, Hurricane, Daniel Bryan, yeah, you name it, whoever you put Kane in there with, the big guy, little guy dynamic. It was so great. He gets to make the hot tag, come in, choke slam, run wild. We joke about Undertaker being the tag team specialist. Kane, tag team specialist of all time. He, oh, yeah. he, he gets to take that title from now on. Um, but... Yeah, he shows some personality with X Pac. He uh, gets to uh, drop the voice the voice box gimmick. Yes, it, it just an iconic promo where he says, "This has been a long time coming. If you ain't down with me in the big red machine, being the WWE Tag Team Champs again, hold on. Kane has got two words for you. What?" Wait, there he is. that speech hey. thing. You don't, you don't need this damn thing anymore. Come on. Let's hear it without this thing. Come on! I can't believe this. Kane's got two words for us. Fuck <laughs> I remember watching that live, man, at our uh, old friend of ours' house on, on a Monday night, man. It was just—I remember watching him say "suck it," and I was just like, "What? what, what yeah, I know. Like, this is like it was blown away, man. God. Blown away. Xbox man. is good in that. I'm so glad Xbox a two-time Hall of Famer. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah he, <laughs> he, he deserves it, man. And just with two factions. <laughs> with two different factions. <laughs> Xbox oh, the man. man. I love Xbox. <laughs> Me too. Uh, you know. Uh, kind of the next iconic moment that I thought of with Kane's career, it's gotta be the Royal Rumble 2001, dude. That is the night that he eliminates, um, is it thir- 11? Okay, 11 people that night, 11 guys in one night, never had been done before. A record that stood for a long, 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 long time, uh, in WWE history. I believe yeah, the only people to beat it, I think, are Braun and Roman. Roman beat it first, right. maybe, and then Braun has. So it's a good company. But Braun's was in a 50 man Royal Rumble. Exactly. So it's almost yeah. like you can't even count that. But, uh, yeah, what's Roman, the exchange rate of that? Yeah. <laughs> but again, a match that Kane didn't win, but he established himself in and got to have a huge moment to shine. Uh, went down as a legendary performance in that night, and that's what you remember about that Royal Rumble is Kane eliminating eleven dudes in it. And they don't think they counted Drew Carey. It should have been twelve, in my opinion, because Drew Carey just hopped <laughs> he did. out so. because of Kane. You're right. Yeah, but um, I, dude, another guy that Kane <laughs> made a Hall of Famer. Kane is responsible for like <laughs> so many one fifth of, of the Celebrity <laughs> Hall of Fame, man. Yeah, exactly. So we used to always joke on here about how Taker created all this stuff, and uh, Kane's creating Hall of Famers, dude. Absolutely. He's like, I'll raise you one. Hold my beer. <laughs> it's like I got it. But, um, man, and he eliminates guys like Grandmaster Sexay, I think um, Raven, you know, some you know mid-lower card guys. But he also eliminates uh, the great one, The Rock, like mm. in that night. Like So not just playing the mid-lower card. He eliminates another Hall of Famer, you know, future Hall of Famer, the you know, The Rock. Future President, 2032. 
2032, right. according to his right. documentary TV show that's already out. So, but anyway, yeah. dude, what a what a flex by Dwayne Johnson to just go ahead and proclaim yeah. that he's going to be president <laughs> in 12 years because it's 100 yeah. percent going to happen. Uh, <laughs> of course, Kane shows his versatility throughout 2001 as he has this fun little run as the hardcore champion. Um, just. He kind of sets the stage for Undertaker to be hardcore champion uh, mm-hmm. later on in 2001. But Kane takes this hardcore title, a sort of already a joke of a title at this point. You know, it had only been around for a little while, but it was kind of, yeah, already like this it's, nothing belt. Yeah. But he takes it and he's like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go out and have this banger match at WrestleMania with, with Big Show and Raven. I'm going to go mm-hmm. out and I'm going to take this assignment and I... I'm not going to look at it as a punishment or a demotion or something. I'm going to have some awesome matches. Yeah, exactly. And my, my two favorite hardcore matches in WWE are that and the one the next month with Raven and, and Rhino. But, uh, well, I don't know, man. Taker and uh, Taker Taker RBD, RBD was pretty good. Yeah, I'm sorry. Those top, those are my top three hardcore matches uh, in WWE history. Uh, but, um, yeah, man, that match is great and it's fun. And, yeah, he just – he again, he makes he makes whatever he's doing uh, – Worth watching, you know. So he becomes Intercontinental Champion during he this does? time as well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It has which uh, is the, the workhorse title, <laughs> right? Kane gets it. Kane gets it, and that just again that shows you it, he's a different kind of worker and different kind of performer than the yeah. Undertaker. You know, yes. Undertaker never held the IC title. He never held Mm-mm. those mid card belts. Had mm. the hardcore title for a minute, but uh, you know, really wasn't that ever running that mid card show. But Kane did. Dude, he had a incredible SmackDown five minute match that I still remember to this day against Albert. Love it, love it, love that match. He, and I think that's where Albert beats him for the IC title, which sucks. But great match. Why do you love it? Because Kane does and Hurricane Rana. <laughs> Hurricane <laughs> Rana. Yeah. Hurricane Rana, dude, is so good. I think it's the On only time he ever did it. Yeah. Yeah. On a SmackDown. <laughs> I um I was reading some notes about that match today and I was reading there was a guy on Reddit and he was saying that at house shows, during the house show loop they were doing that. And he said his dad to this day remembers well still say, Remember when that big guy? You know, did that move on the other bald guy, and so I guess he was doing it at house shows too, and then oh, maybe cool. they got permission to put it on TV because that happens a lot of times. They'll try yeah. stuff out on the house shows, and they get you know the, the green light to go. But um, yeah. So um, I thought that was I, I love that match. It's uh, a blast. It's just fun to watch. I don't love Albert, um, but I love that match because of Kane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's the funny thing about Kane. I was thinking about today when I was thinking about some of my favorite Kane matches is like a lot of times big guys have better chemistry with little guys. You know, mm-hmm. Undertaker, some of his best matches, Shawn Michaels, Rey Mysterio, Bret Hart, those guys were, you could do the big man, little man dynamic. You think of Vader and Sting and like how yeah. awesome, Ooh, those yeah. like the best ones of all time. And Kane had those, but I almost think Kane actually had, some of my favorite Kane matches are against big guys. Like, mm-hmm. Kane, for some reason, could do that monster versus monster, Godzilla versus King Kong match. I think th- those I enjoyed even more than could, the yeah. big guy versus little guy matches. I don't know what it was about him, but for some reason, he he pulled those I think off. You're right. Yeah. Uh, he had a special skill for that, and those don't 
the, I think more often than not, the big guy versus big guy matches don't work, but Kane right. could make them work. He could make them work, man. And remember that match him and Big Show, like chain wrestling? Yes! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. They like do mat work and stuff, and yes. it was awesome. <laughs> Jim Ross is like not knowing what to do. He's like freaking out. It's so but funny. Yeah. yeah. I think that's an astute observation, man. Kane does really do well with big guys, too. So, which is, like you said, not typical. You just kind of like, usually it's a snooze fest, two big guys um, going at it. But he could have hey, great chemistry with big guys, too. Well, another moment he had great chemistry with was with two of the biggest legends of all time, The Rock well, thinking, yeah, and Hulk yes. Hogan. Dude, this promo that Kane has is... probably the best promo of his career. Oh, yeah. This is a moment that everyone remembers with Kane. Yes. And again, I think it's establishing him with the company in fans' eyes. Kane stole a promo away from the two greatest talkers of all time, The Rock and Hulk Hogan on this episode of SmackDown. Just think about that for a second. Rock, ask you something. You ready to go out there and whoop some ass? Ready to go out there and whoop candy ass? Oh, I'm ready. Are you ready? Well, you bet your ass I'm ready. It doesn't matter if you're ready! Because tonight, The Rock and Kane team up with Hulk Hogan. And you know something, brothers? Whether it's the millions and millions of rock fans, or 20,000 Hulkamaniacs, or 20,000 screaming Canaanites. Canaanites? The question is, brothers, what you gonna do? Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, X-Pac, what you gonna do when Hulk Hogan and The Rock and the big red machine run wild on you? What you gonna do? Yeah, he did. I will never forget watching that live as well and just being like blown away. How just out of left field here comes Kane with this promo like you said and just outshines outshines the rock and Hulk Hogan man yeah. oh it's so good and then Who the else whole can crowd is eating it up yeah 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 and how cool of rock and Hogan to like you know take a back seat exactly and like make Kane in that way I think that's yeah, amazing yeah Hogan could have said that doesn't work for me brother but he exactly did, you know, no. let them have that so that's great man so, so many awesome Kane moments that we talked about here. That gets us to, to 2001 and then into 2002. We, we sort of mentioned it. Uh, Kane's going to go on to this tag team with Hurricane, which, again, seems like this random thing. We got nothing else for you. Just, hey, your name's Kane. His name's Hurricane. Why don't y'all be a tag team tonight? Yep. Guess what? They go win the tag team titles. <laughs> you yep. know what? They make it work. They have this awesome... TLC match, the forgotten TLC match on Monday Night Raw. Um, and then... Seven-man TLC match, because Kane yeah. Hurricane is not actually beat in. up uh, by Triple H during the night. That was the whole night was Raw Roulette. It was a fun, well, it was a gimmicky night, but it was a lot of fun. I think they're going to edit a lot of that off the Peacock, too. So, Well, do you think of, they'll edit the name Katie Vick off of the Peacock Network? That's the night that they announced that Kane killed Katie Vick uh, right after this epic. Up to that point, one of the best Raw matches 
ever at that point. Yeah. So fun. Uh, good story I think it won when they did the Raw 10th anniversary. I think that got voted mm, at that yeah. time as yeah. the best Raw match. I think you're right. Um, yeah, it just, uh, it was fun because fun, fun night because Bischoff had, it was Kane and Hurricane and then he had Jeff Hardy, Bubba Ray and Christian. They all had to pick a tag team partner because their partners were all on SmackDown. So it was just, it was a fun story, man. So it was, yeah, I think it was, I, was a great match. Christian RVD and Jeff and then Bubba, Bubba and, Spike. and Spike. Yeah. Yeah. He picked, uh, Picks somebody else first, but then Spike got sad or something, so he picks he's pick, pick Spike <laughs> later. But yeah, Kane uh, just matches great. Kane winds up winning it to retain his title, and then yeah, we find out that he murdered uh, Katie Vick. Yeah, dude, a real again one of our signatures of the Talking Taker podcast, the uh, Vince Russo Memorial Bromant of the Week, <laughs> which was a segment <laughs> that we had throughout this period on our show where we talked about. Some of those awful, terrible wrestle crap moments that we all remember. Yeah. And we think about, yeah, that seems like that should be a Vince Russo storyline. And Vince Russo gets yeah. all this crap for all the stuff that he did in the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Some of it rightly deserved, certainly. Sure. But some of the worst stuff he had nothing to do with. And exactly. the Katie Vick storyline is the perfect example of a Vince Russo bromant of the week. <laughs> That seems like the most Vince Russo storyline imaginable that Kane got in a drunk driving accident in high school or something like that, killed his girlfriend, and then uh, took advantage of the the corpse of her. And Triple H gave a promo stating that. It's like, what are we watching? What what is this? Like, it's the complete opposite of the Kane Undertaker storyline, which again, (laughs) has nothing to do with professional wrestling, but somehow... Works, Katie exactly. Vick. Oh man, it was a brutal time to be a fan. Swing and a miss. Yeah, swing and a miss. Yeah, it was brutal. But uh, is that the one where they're going into No Mercy when they're him and Taker sitting there on the, like, how's your week? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it did lead to that. Yes, it also led to Triple H uh, uh molesting a mannequin and pulling her brains out. <laughs> I hope that was as good for you. As it was for me. What's that? I did. You're kidding me. I really did. I did. Oh my god. I did. I really did it. I really did. I screwed your brains out. One, I, I, probably the most embarrassed I've ever been to be a wrestling fan. Oh, I could man. not imagine if my uh, mom or dad had walked in at that point. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> I can't even drink that in. It's awful. Yeah, it was so bad. So bad. Ooh, uh, man. Well, um, 
it kind of moves on from there to some more stuff. Uh, a new tag team partner in Rob Van Dam. Uh, maybe my favorite. Uh, well, probably Daniel Bryan's my favorite. But but RVD, mm-hmm. RV and Kane were great. Loved seeing them team up. Oh, yeah. Um, really great backstage segments with those guys. Uh, again, just so much personality. It's such great comedy backstage between those guys. Hey, so big plans for the holidays? You uh, maybe going back to visit the folks? I'll tell you. When I was a kid, Christmas was a really special time. We'd all get together, kind of chill as one, you know? Christmas like that for you as a kid? When I was a kid, I was kept in the basement where I tortured squirrels with razor blades. Right on. Yeah. Well, hey, look, before you go, I want to give you this. It's just a little gift to you from RVD. Here you go. You got me hungry, hungry hippos? Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought you could use it to channel your energy. See, we're all hungry hippos. The marples represent obstacles in our life that block our chi. What? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I don't like Christmas. And I don't like games. I saw some roadkill on the way up. Maybe you want to scrape it up with some razor blades, take it back to the hotel or something. Yeah, thanks, but no thanks. I gotta go, Rob. Wow. Man, I knew I should have gone with shoots and ladders. Yeah, oh yeah, they were just fun. And, you know, again, playing that, playing it off Kane and just his... his you can he could do comedy with RVD and talk about pot jokes or whatever it is, or he could just be the serious guy that doesn't understand anything RVD's talking about. He could do any of it, you know. And so it's just Kane's just a utility player, man. And then that leads into his next main event role, or really trying to establish him as the main storyline on Raw, because in summer of two thousand three is when we see Kane do the unthinkable and unmask for the very, uh, eh, not the first time, because we actually saw him briefly at, uh, I think, SummerSlam 2000 mm-hmm. when Undertaker yeah. pulls his mask off. And if you pause the tape at the right time, you can see his face. But, uh, yeah, this was, he lost a match uh, on Raw and then has to unmask. Um, I'll I'll never forget watching it live. I think we were watching it together. Me too. Probably at, I think so. at my house. Um, how would you describe his look as he uh, took the mask off for the first time on that night? Oh, golly, man. I don't even know what to say except for, oof, he looked terrible. I was just like, I wish they had left his hair long. I mean, he's got his head shaved from the middle back, and he's got, like, this kinky, curly, like, brown hair, and he's got black paint on his eyes and, like, this dripping down his face, and it's just, Oh man, I know exactly what they were going for, but they another swing and a miss in my book. It was just like <laughs> we've waited five years, six years, uh, to see what his face looked like, and it was just like holy cow, man! I think when he took the mask off and the wig came off too, I was like, Phew, I did this didn't I didn't feel it. So. I I gotta tell you, I was not expecting 
the wig to come off and, and right. to be half right. half a head of hair on there. Yeah. Do do you think they were gonna go with that as like the new look for Kane? And he, he was just like, I can't. He do said it? he what? Yeah, he said that he told them I can't do this. Like I think it was in I don't remember which podcast he was on, but he talked about you know. I just told him like I can't do this half hair thing. Like <laughs> I can't do. It. He looks like a just like some guy that works. Like comes in your town and puts up a fair, you know, like in like a day, and then Perfect. the fair leaves the next week, and then Perfect. he goes with his little skullet and his you know chain smoking and goes and you know uh, he looks like that basically, uh, but yeah, he just finally said like I can't do that. Like I'm still because he still would shave his head from the halfway back. He front sure did. Still be like naked and the <laughs> back half would just be buzz. Yeah, but incredible. Um, yeah, he said like I just ah, I can't, man. I got a wife and kids, man. Like I can't do this. So, but yeah, it was something. And uh, this is where they really turn Kane into this demonic, psychotic, serial killer type. Yeah. You know, they really amp Kane up even more. This is where he lights Jim Ross on fire. This is where he um, tombstones Linda McMahon. This is where he electrocutes Shane McMahon's Shane. testicles. Yeah, <laughs> That's all this absurd this- stuff. Yeah, they, but they take the whole, like you said, the monster thing to a new level. He comes out in, like, shackles a time or two. I love comes, that. I love that. It's my favorite shackles. Kane entrance. Yes, that's my best Kane entrance. I, th- I only did it a couple times, I think, or maybe once even. But he'd have the rag on his head like Taz used to. And I just, I liked that whole thing. He was, you know, really playing the psychotic. He got to go on a whole new level of acting, you know, when it came to this. And just being crazy, but he could dial it back in when he wanted to. I feel like... I didn't want to see the mask removed, but once it got removed, I was like, okay, this what it is. And like, he was able to just become a dynamic actor and, and character at that point. You know, I didn't know that removing the mask was going to reveal so much more than just his face it was going to reveal, you know, the commitment to the character and just more nuance to it too. Bingo. Yeah, man. It's like, it's like when Undertaker became the biker taker in a lot of yes. ways. It yes. extended his life as a character and as a performer because he was able to refresh himself and mm-hmm. change it up in so many ways. And you would never say, I, I-, I want the dead man to go away. Like, no one no. thought that at the time, but it's exactly what he needed. And just like this, no one wanted Kane to lose his mask, but it's exactly what he needed. And yep. it-, it gave him so many more layers. It, it allowed him to become even though he became more extreme and more ridiculous almost more believable and more human yeah. in a lot of ways yeah. to have the the mask off and um yeah it leads well, oh go ahead i was i think of other characters that have been demasked like i think in wcw i think of ray mysterio psychosis uh, hoovy all they were when they lost their mask was just hoovy without a mask like i mean he was well you know he was able to kind of go into this you know rockish type character but the juice. psychosis and ray were just psychosis and ray without masking like they wouldn't anything else like um i'm thinking wwe there's really nobody that had not a lot of masked wrestlers there at the time or anything before that but um but yeah i mean he was able to take it and just become a whole new iteration of the character man like i think comparing it to biker taker is a great uh Great example there. Just just added new life to the character that you didn't know you wanted or needed until it happened. Yeah. I mean, Rey Mysterio probably never really committed to being unmasked. You know, he never mm-hmm. wanted that. He never bought into that. 
Uh, Kane did. Kane, Kane wanted to be. Kane Martin. was like, let's do it. Let, let's roll mm-hmm. with it. Let's go with it. Uh, that leads to some more insanity with Lita and, and this dark wedding he has with Lita. Uh, Matt Hardy feud gets Lita pregnant. That brings in the character of Snitsky in uh, another not just, a future Hall of Famer. <laughs> hilarious moment where uh, Snitsky kicks the the baby doll and it wasn't I'll my never fault. That night. Yeah. No, I'm here to clear my name. People have been blaming me all week for what happened with Kane and Lita. It wasn't my fault. Now, I think that his dentist was Isaac Yankum, though, because he had the same yellow teeth. He did. He did, yeah. absolutely. Just There's a little connection there. Yeah. You want to talk about random good matches that had no right being good. I, I rewatched it today because I've always remembered it. But Kane and Snitsky had a cage match on Raw in the mm-hmm. middle of their feud in like 2005 and it's like seven minutes but to me it reminded me of a monster movie because it's mm-hmm. like uh these two guys they just beat the crap out of each other they're no selling snitsky pulls the door off the cage yeah it's yeah. just a fun little tv mm-hmm. match that you know, when did snitsky ever have another good match but kane is able to like make it work with him and for some reason i've always remembered that yeah he had one good match, and that was it. So, <laughs> that's all. He owes it all to Kane. He owes it all to Kane. Uh, we owe Kane a, gra- a debt of gratitude for the first ever WWE film, See No Evil, which yes. comes about pretty soon after this. Uh, do you remember going to see that together in I the do. theater? Me, you, and Big Rich, man, went and saw that in theater, man. We were so stoked. Uh, I look back at it now, it's like, why were we stoked, man? But we were stoked, dude. Um Really, uh, and honestly, nobody else would have been able to. Like, if you put a big show in that, I wouldn't have bought it as much. Uh, if you put Taker in it, I wouldn't have bought it as much. Because it was Kane, I was able to buy into the Jacob Goodnight character on May 19th, I believe it was. So, oh, yes, I'm not we mistaken. all. We will never forget. <laughs> and, and then, WWE Films was something they really invested a lot of money. And a lot At of the time, time, they did. Yeah, it still exists. You know, they're mm-hmm. still making, uh, as far as I know. Uh, but you know, they were making movies until the past couple years. You know, direct-to-video stuff. Um, but that was a huge endeavor for them. Yeah. Who's the first guy that they turned to? The very first WWE film that they're trying to establish this with. They go with Kane, and I think that says a lot that they think. They think it's going to work. It doesn't quite work. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a sort of a cult classic, you know, sort of a uh, so bad it's good kind of thing. They did make a sequel to it, uh, to Jacob Maybe. Goodnight. I remember buying the DVD, like, can't I wait to buy the DVD. For sure. Hey, it's that girl eat that cell phone. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, of course, that leads to fake Kane. Uh, the big LG, Luke Gallows, gets to be <laughs> fake Good Kane. brother. Much like we had Fake Undertaker, very memorable moment. Yeah, look at that. Uh, another tag team partner, Kane gets to team up with The Big Show to have a fun little run as tag team champions. They get a WrestleMania match against Carlito and Chris Masters. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and then, again, Kane is just sort of in this time period. He's he's the utility guy. He, he's whatever you need, mm-hmm. somebody dependable to rely on to fill in he's the guy he's in the first money in the bank match uh he has this tag team with big show he becomes the ecw 
champion on this brand yeah. that they have no idea what to do with. Let's yeah. throw Kane over there, have him beat Chavo Guerrero in eight seconds at WrestleMania. Yeah, and he's a guy that no matter how far he falls down the card, all it takes is one match to bring him back up to the main event. Yeah. And he's got the pedigree where he's not no pun intended for Triple H, but like he was a he like you said, he he ended Austin's first title run. Like that's insane to me. It wasn't somebody else. It was Kane. So, like, he's got the clout. Like you said, as much as he slips down. Big Show's the same way, except I don't buy Big Show as much. Big Show should be that way, but he's been so beat down, had so many twists, had so many turns, so many flip-flops back and forth, that he should be on the same level with Kane where you can just jump him up in the main event and I buy it, but I don't. No offense to Big Show, it's the character, not Paul White, but the character. But Kane... Mm -hmm. The stuff, the ridiculous stuff Kane does is fine because it's Kane. And then you slot him back up there in the main event, whether it's ECW or he's going to win the WWE uh, or the world title here soon, I believe, too, um, in the timeline. So, like, you can always put him right back up there, and it's fine. It's believable. Yeah, dude. You look at the timeline of WWE, there's so many guys who they win the world title. Who's one of the first guys they move on to a feud with is Kane. Chris Benoit, when he first won the world title, he has a pay-per-view match with Kane. Who? Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Seth, Bryan. Seth Rollins, Daniel yeah. Bryan. These are all guys. And again, do you? is it ever in doubt that Kane's going to win the world title? No. No one really thinks he's going to win. And yet somehow he's able to make this storyline work. He's able to make you care about the match and mm -hmm. able to have a good yeah. match with all these guys. Because you know at any moment they could give that title to Kane and you would believe it, you know? Well, they There's did. always the threat. In 2010, yep. he wins the Money in the Bank at the very first Money in the Bank pay-per-view and is the first person to ever cash the Money in the Bank yep. in on the same night over Rey Mysterio. Okay. Yeah, and he begins this really, really interesting feud with The Undertaker in 2010. Yeah. Uh, and, I, again, I gained so much respect for Kane when we were watching this back because mm -hmm. Undertaker's injured Kane is having to c carry this feud with promos on his own. This is the time where Undertaker's in a vegetative state. K <laughs> Kane is coming out and he's cutting these monologue, scripted 15-minute oh, yeah. promos. They have music piped in music, yeah. behind it. It's so cinematic and very, uh, you know, Bray Wyatt, Fiend, oh, Alexa yeah. Bliss-esque type stuff, similar to what they do now. But it was live in front of fans, and he just crushed it. My brother will rise from the dead no more.
you know, he really earned that that last world title reign um, yeah. and was so entertaining to watch. Uh, I'm sure it was probably tough for the live crowd to sit through some of this stuff, but, you know, uh, man, I, I just gained so much respect for him during this time. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was the first time he ever pinned Undertaker was during this mm-hmm. rivalry as well. And he not not only did he pin him once, he I mean he defeated him in three different pay per views, uh, which again is a testament to that character. They're building that character again, putting just put more clout behind him so that you know that at any moment he can always he's always a main inventor, but he finally gets to win over his brother after thirteen years of uh on and off again feuding, you know. And um definitively defeats him. Like I, I mentioned a little while ago, usually if you're going to have three matches, you know, overall the babyface wins two out of three of them. And that's how you tell the end of the story, you yeah. know? Uh, but that's not what happened here. The heel won once, the heel won twice, the heel won three times and they moved on. So it's crazy, crazy, crazy. Gets to have these final moments with Paul Bearer. You know, the last times that we're going to get to see yeah. him on TV is with Kane. Uh, and then something interesting happens in 2000, um, either late 2011, early 2012. Um, Kane goes away for a little while, and then his next comeback, he comes back with the mask. After <laughs> seven or eight years of being unmasked, he's going to come back with the mask and with hair all of a sudden. <laughs> Again, after not having hair for a long time. It's very this interesting. The- is this the welder mask, or is it, it just, also yeah. okay? Had yeah. a second, a welder. had yeah. an entrance mask over his other mask, <laughs> like you would do on the video game, like on No Mercy or something. You could have entrance attire and then take yeah. it off, and yeah, yeah. So he yeah. had two fake masks and fake hair. So. How'd you feel about this comeback and this this new look for Kane? Uh, at the time, I was like, "Well, it's something." I don't know, like, I don't know why we have two masks. Uh, but it's something. But yeah, seeing him with long hair again was different. But you could tell it was a wig. But um, you know, I appreciated them going back to the the old plans and you know trying to recapture that lightning in a bottle, I guess. Yeah, and they throw him in with a feud with John Cena. The sold the embrace the hate storyline, and it you know it's I don't know, man. It's it's not definitely not his best stuff. Uh, no. it's a little weird having him have the mask and the wig back again. It's like, yeah. you know, we can stretch our belief in wrestling a long way, but it's like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. A lot of that stuff, but it all pays off. It's all worth it because it organically leads to this bizarre team up between Kane and Daniel Bryan. So the internet darling of Daniel Bryan at the time with the most WWE guy ever, Kane. It's like, this should not work. I should not be a fan of this. It's like, I do not want to see these guys. I don't want to see Daniel Bryan against CM Punk. That's all I want to see. Yep. Uh, I want to see these two guys wrestle for 60 minutes. I don't want to see Daniel Bryan doing comedy segments with Kane. And yet, it's the greatest, perfect use of both these guys it's just I can't, you can't put over how well no. these two guys made this situation work. Yeah, and they've both gone on record saying that like this is one of their favorite times in the business. You know, like just the respect they got for each other, and just oh man, their chemistry is perfect. Like you didn't know Daniel Bryan had 
this and nope. he has kind of he's got a different kind of charisma about him. Um, but you didn't know he had the this, you know. And we had seen Kane do this before with RVD, with Hurricane, you know, with um, X Pac. But like this was something else, and probably my favorite tag team of his. Uh, and I just love it. And dude, how do you get like a twelve minute segment of two guys? Are they gonna hug? Are they not gonna <laughs> hug? And the crowd was there for it the they whole were. time. They were. That stuff is risky. That was risky timing because it's like an SNL skit that's funny and it's funny, but then it keeps going, keeps going, and it never ends. And it was funny, and now it's not funny anymore. And then it's still going. It was. It should have been that, but it wasn't. The crowd was there the entire time, and once they finally embrace, oh man, the roof comes off the place. It dude. does, it was dude. So awesome. It's I so loved stupid, it. But so great. It's everything that makes pro wrestling great. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, but, this is amazing. Amazing. I love it. <laughs> this is a first. Could have been a match. Could have been a tag team match. The WWE Universe holds for us. Uh, and there it is. That's a there it is. Wait. Hold on. That's all we won. That's, that's a, all we need. A, we need a cane hug. That's a Daniel Bryan hug. He wants the hug. And the 13,604 are chanting, hug him back as hashtag WWE hug trends worldwide on Twitter. You know, you talk about doing dives off of cages and doing 100 backflips to try to get yourself over. Sometimes all it takes is just a little hug, you know? Yep, uh, exactly. Good storytelling. The anger management stuff. Oh. Uh, Kane recounts his entire backstory. That. <laughs> that promo, that story right there. And he just recaps so his good. whole entire career. It's like, Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember the whole thing with Dr. Shub, but like, was there was something going on or some of that? But I don't remember what the question was that, you know, begged him to answer that. But just that whole thing was phenomenal. And just all of their, the Harry Met Sally stuff with uh, Mae Young, I'll have what he said. Like, that just was stupid, but it was funny because it was them, man. It was but great. Another guy that Kane made, you know, Dr. Shelby came back with Sasha yeah. and Bailey years later. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but guess what? They were not just great in their comedy segments. They were no. awesome in the ring. You know, there was that yes. time period where it would be Kane and Daniel Bryan and somebody else against the Shield on Raw every week, just stealing the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. Ten star matches every week, man. Just great. And you know, it's because you're emotionally invested in the Kane character and in Daniel Bryan at the time. I listened to a, a busted open recently, and um. This is it's not veering too far, but Bubba Ray said that um, you know when you see a car crash um, on the side of the road, yeah, you rubberneck and you check it out, but then you move on and you forget about the car crash five minutes later. But if you see a car crash and you know it's one of your family members in it or somebody that you a friend of yours, you're going to probably stop or you're going to wonder and worry about those people. It's a little bit dark. Maybe no, it's Big Show. Big Show on Jericho's. Uh, a big show and Miro that's what it was big show and Miro and um he was uh, talking about that he says you know it's a little dark but like that applies to wrestling you can watch a car crash match that's just high spot high spot this that but then you go five minutes on the road and you forget about it because you're not emotionally attached to these guys 
but we're emotionally attached to Kane because he's been there forever at this point. And yeah. Daniel Bryan is the ultimate underdog thing, just like Ray is. And like, they haven't even had Yeslemania yet, but like, he's getting there. He, this is the seeds being planted for WrestleMania 30, where he's going to be on top. And like, you're invested because that car crash, those matches with the Shield are phenomenal car crashes. Yep. But you're also emotionally attached to these two guys in it, man. So, anyway, good job, Big Show for saying that I'm gonna <laughs> so, yeah. he knows what he's talking about yeah yeah we hate him but we know he knows what he's talking about <laughs> um uh real quick i want to mention kane putting over bray wyatt uh and mm-hmm. bray wyatt's first match on the main roster that ring of fire match at SummerSlam. so he helps put bray wyatt on the map uh and then kane goes away for a little while and becomes again what is he 16 17 years into his run he evolves again and becomes corporate Kane in his black dockers and <laughs> takes the mask off and becomes this. Has sim- it in a little box? The mask goes in a little box. Yeah. Again, he, he has a new role that they give him, and he's just like, okay, I'll, I'll make this work now. Yep. And I always called him, I wish they had called him Citizen Kane. I thought that would have been a much like, I know it's probably trademarked here, but like corporate Kane, I get it, but like to me, that was 99 corporate ministries i i wanted this to be citizen kane but i I, the authority whole thing was a little bit much and the way they held daniel bryan down yada yada but like if you're going to get two big guys to be your stooges kane and big show are going to be it that's fine but like i liked corporate Kane. i liked the citizen kane era i liked how he would come out and wrestle as that and then his like slacks it was just so <laughs> dumb like it could have been any meathead off the street that Vince loved like it was because it, again because it was Kane you're emotionally invested in whatever's going on so yeah yeah he makes that role uh, role work he's kind of an authority figure on raw slash wrestler and performer he gets to uh, extend his life in that way but he's not done eliminates Punk from those final WrestleMania oh the final he match does. ever <laughs> and that's, I always think about point. that yeah, ticked about that. But anyway, uh, go ahead. Uh, he he's not done main eventing. He he goes on, comes back sporadically. Has this feud with uh, Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar. We're in the they're in the main event of a pay per view mm-hmm. for a world title in the year 2018. After all this time, yeah. um, of course, uh, we had a very long discussion about it. But is involved in the Crown Jewel match. Uh, with DX versus the Brothers of Destruction, which is, you know, <laughs> is something else. I take my wig off to them. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> On a more positive note, <laughs> uh, he gets to main event with The Undertaker against the Wyatt family at uh, Survivor yeah. Series 2014, uh, or 2015, excuse me, 15, The Undertaker's yeah. 25th anniversary. Really cool match and moment for those two guys. Um and then, you know, as his entering career, it winds down. It becomes more of a uh, just sort of uh, part-timer, uh, now-and-then guy. He goes off and makes this new career outside of wrestling as a politician and runs for mayor and wins and in wins. Knox County, Tennessee. You know, how many celebrities run for political office and just peter out? But mm-hmm. Kane... Kane made it work and, and is very successful in his role there. Whether you agree with his politics or not, he's he's very successful in his area and where he's at. Uh, it has not stopped him from being on TV. He, he won the mm-hmm. 24-7 championship on TV. Uh, and as we said, he competed in the Royal Rumble just as late as this year. 
and then got to cap it all off as the headliner of this year's Hall of yeah. Fame class. What do you think about that? I think it's great, man. He's definitely uh, definitely deserved the main event spot for the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, although a lot of fans were holding out hope that Taker would come, you know, maybe at Mania since there were fans there and, you know, give him a little head nod or something. But I'm glad he did and just let Kane have his moment because if i thought about that I was like if, if if they would have had the whole hall of fame class up there and all of a sudden the lights go out and the gong hits it takes away from everything those guys deserve so um i'm glad they didn't do that because those guys deserve it especially kane you know being the headliner there for 2021 so i think it's great man uh hall of fame career for sure one of the great big men um dude in that uh i think it's a that hardcore match he does a top rope like the, the dive the, the hardcore match at wrestlemania 17 like when he does a jumping diving uh close off top rope whatever he does it to the floor in that match like, oh wow just, yeah he did he, like, he does it to big shows like goozle and raven and he does it to him on the floor and like that is just he didn't have to do that he's huge a big dude yeah, but like that's just the kind of guy he is man he's great so hall of oh, fame career absolutely man um he, you know, like it's it's one of those things. You, people talk about Chavo Guerrero, like how if he didn't happen to have Eddie Guerrero as his uncle, people would think Chavo Guerrero is like one of the greatest guys of all time. And Chavo Guerrero's great, but unfortunately, he always has to live in, in Eddie Guerrero's shadow. Yeah. But also, he. Because of his connection with Eddie Guerrero, he got to have so many iconic moments yeah. in that tag team and got, you know, in WCW, they had great moments and all that stuff. Yeah. And I okay. feel like Kane is all is sort of the same way. You know, he's always going to be in Undertaker's shadow. No matter mm-hmm. what happens, no matter what he did in his career, he's always going to be the Undertaker's baby brother. Um, yep. You know, for better and for worse. Because without that character, he'd be a guy that's, you know, at WrestleCon with, with 10 people in his line. Yeah, you know, exactly. No matter how talented he is, you know, he just never had that right gimmick to make it work. But because of that Kane gimmick, you know, he he absolutely made way more of it than anybody else ever could have. And he got to be the first, you know, the main event of a Hall of Fame. Yep. But it just, it does kind of suck that, you know, he, he does always have to live in the Undertaker's shadow because mm-hmm. on his own, you know, it's a pretty incredible run. Um, you know, one of the longest runs with the company of yeah. all of all time, you know, spans so many eras, so many decades and, uh, he's in the hall of fame, but you never know. He could still show up. He's still, he's in phenomenal yeah. shape every time he shows up. Yeah. He could still, he can still wrestle on, not as regularly as edge, but like, yeah, he could still always come back and put those tights on and, and I honestly thought he was going to show up in his outfit at the Hall of Fame since he did for taking retirement. Of course he did. I thought he was going to be in his outfit. Yeah, so. too bad. Uh, it's all good. Um, yeah, man. Uh, well, we, we, we kind of ran through sort of a, a very loose outline uh, of his entire career, some of the highlights, some of the moments. Uh, I just wanted to hit um, some stats and some numbers about his career because it's incredibly impressive when you look at all of it. Mm-hmm. As far as title reigns, he was a one-time WWF champion or WWE champion, one-time World Heavyweight champion, one-time ECW champion, uh, a one-time WCW tag team champion during the invasion, 
one-time hardcore champion, one-time 24-7 champion, two-time Intercontinental champion, and here's the big one, 11 times he held the tag team championship. So that's two title runs with Mankind, two with X-Pac, two with The Undertaker as the Brothers of Destruction, Mm -hmm. two with The Big Show, one with Hurricane, one with RVD, one with Daniel Bryan, whoever you put Kane and tag team with, they were going to get the gold at some point. Yeah. That's crazy to think. 11, man. Wow. Yeah, an incredible tag team wrestler. How many um, partners? Seven? Uh, let's see. Daniel Bryan, Hurricane, RVD, Big Show, Taker, Xbox, Mankind. Yep. yep. Seven different Sweet. partners, seven tag team champions. Uh, money in the Bank champion. And like I said, the most Money in the Bank appearances of all time tied with Kofi Kingston. Uh, two-time Slammy Award winner, including one match of the year for the Team Cena versus Team Authority match in 2014. Ooh, uh, he was a great of. match. Of course, when you talk about Kane, you got to talk about the Royal Rumble, the most Royal Rumble appearances ever as well. Mm-hmm. 18, but also you could say 20 because he appeared in one as Isaac Yankum and one as Fake Diesel. So mm-hmm. either 20 or 18, depending on how you want to say it. 18 as Kane. Uh, 45 yeah. eliminations as Kane of all Shoot. all time, uh, which I believe is the, the most of all time. And a fourth of those are in one match. It's exactly. Uh, and then he certainly does not have the same WrestleMania record as The Undertaker. Uh, and instead, no. he has an 8-9 and nine record at WrestleMania. And uh, that's not including pre-shows. So he was actually, weirdly enough, he's on a few pre-shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a tag team match on one. Yep. And then a uh, couple Andre Battle Royal appearances on those. But uh, what a strange WrestleMania run. Uh, we didn't always talk about these, but but listen to this WrestleMania run. Two matches against The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Two Money in the Bank WrestleMania appearances. Excuse me, three. I believe he's in three Money in the Banks at mm, WrestleMania. Yeah, I think he's in three. He's in three Andre Battle Royals. He's in three pre-show matches at WrestleMania. He's had tag team matches at WrestleMania with Rikishi, Daniel Bryan, The Big Show, a six-man tag with the New Age Outlaws, an eight-man yeah, tag with The Big Show, Santino, and Kofi as his partners. He has an eight-second squash over Chavo Guerrero. And he has singles matches against Triple H, Kurt Angle, Randy Orton, and the great Kali. Wow, him and Kali. I forgot about that. That was a mania. He body Holy slams cow. him. Yeah. Dude, I, I blocked that on my mind. Um, yeah, dude, that's that's crazy, man. He's just all over the place. Again, utility player. You all can put him anywhere the on the chessboard and he'll yep. you know, get you king. So. Not to mention a rivalry with Pete Rose at WrestleMania. Yeah. He's a 3-0. And then I saw this on Wikipedia. I thought this was really interesting that Kane has appeared in nearly every licensed WWE video game since, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, 1998's WWF Warzone. There you go. With the only exception being the 2001 game WWF Betrayal. And then from the 1990s to the end of the 2020s, Kane had 222 action figures manufactured. Wow. That's Incredible. crazy. Incredible. That's crazy. That's insane. That's a lot of stats. Kane by numbers, man. 
very toyetic, as they say on the Major Brothers oh, yeah. Wrestling Figure Podcast. So many different outfits. A guy who, if you didn't even care one thing about wrestling, you would see that with the mask and the red mm-hmm. and everything. You see that on the on the pegs, and you'd be like, "Oh, I could play with that with Power Rangers yep. or yep. or X Men yep. or Avengers or whatever." Yep, exactly. Yeah, very toyetic. You know, Jericho talks about that a lot. You know, just change your look up, Ray. Change your look up uh, to make it the make a new toy. Take your mask off. Take your mask on. Do a, the the welder's mask. Uh, he remember when he would do the, uh, the the mesh stuff. He did the the one arm, the two arm. He uh, never did shorts though. So that's he did good. not. <laughs> but um, that's interesting. Yeah, he never did never did trunks. I loved when like he would, he had the you know when he would switch the colors like take the red and the black and just switch the, where they were on the those were some of my favorites that he would do so well that brings me to uh how i wanted to kind of wrap things up here as we get to the end of this wanted to talk about sort of our, our our number ones our favorite uh different categories of kane's career if you have to look back at it what's your favorite look for kane because he did change it up so many times throughout his career is there one you know, period where you loved it? Is there one single night where you're like, oh man, I remember that outfit? I think the Kane, the Kane outfit we get when, when he does that promo with the, the 10,000 Canaanites and all, I think that look, um, that's probably my favorite Kane look. Now the original is very iconic, but it's almost too, uh, it's very, it's very 1997. It's very, um, I don't know, man, almost just like costumey rather than an outfit Does that makes sense and uh oh yeah so i think i like that 2001 2002 ish era before before he loses the part of the mask down here like i don't yeah but i was gonna say the exact same thing you know, I, yeah. I love the original from from when he first debuted but the peak cane in my opinion is yeah uh sleeveless yes. tank top um and he's jacked during that time. Yeah. It's the best shape he's ever yeah. been in. Um, yeah. And he's, but he's still got the original mask. Yes, like exactly. my least favorite cane is probably the one right after that, the one where he loses his mask eventually. Um, I hate. I don't like that mask and that gear with like it's like the red, like almost like tape, electrical tape and mm-hmm. stuff on yeah. there. That's probably my least favorite cane outfit. Um, but I, I really loved. I think it's Survivor Series 2001, where it's like straight red, um, yeah, and kind of yeah. inverts the colors uh, on mm-hmm. that night. That's one of my favorite looks. That's a good one. Um, that's a great one. Yeah. Um, how about your favorite entrance music of Kane? Yeah, he had a few different ones throughout his time. My favorite is the original. Honestly, it is. Uh, I, I, I'm, I wasn't a big fan of the lyrics oh. uh, in it. Although, that's my favorite. I, that's probably your favorite one. Yeah, I, I know it's gonna be your favorite one. Yeah, um, but I my favorite is just the original. The original, it really is. It just does something to me. I just remember it, and I think back to Hell in the Cell, like when he debuted. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just like that one the best. Yeah, it is perfect. You know, it's iconic, and um, yeah, it, it goes along perfect with his entrance, with with the build up, and then the flames shooting mm-hmm. out. Another thing we didn't talk about, you know, Kane. Um, you know, he said he modeled his entrance to try to be sort of the opposite of the Undertaker. You know, Undertaker raises the lights with his hand. Yep. Kane brings his hands down and to brings the yep. flames up. You know, he brought 
put so much attention to detail into things. And yeah, it's another perfect Jim Johnston creation, but mm-hmm. uh, I got a soft spot in my heart for the, uh, the finger yep. 11 well, I know you did. slow yep. chemical. God, it's still, I was jamming out to it earlier today. <laughs> Just <laughs> knowing we were doing this podcast. It's uh, funny. All right. We talked about all those different tag team partners that Kane had through the years. What's your favorite tag team run that Kane ever had? Uh, him and Dan Bryan, my favorite. It's my, it just, it's just the most. I love him in X Pac. Love him in X Pac. But um, this was the most entertaining, and the best matches you're gonna get from from him and his partner. It just, like you said, it was just for like a few months there. It was just Kane, DB, insert third person here versus the Shield, and it was just gold, Jerry, gold. That's all it was, man. Yeah, it has to be. You know, um, I think Kane and RVD, like we said earlier, I think that one's probably my second favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had some fun matches. They actually had a match against the Legion of Doom on an episode of Monday Night Raw, about, like was in two thousand three. No, it was Hawk and Animal. It was like a few months before oh, Hawk yeah. died. They came, yeah. they had a one off like tryout on an episode of Raw against Kane and RVD. Uh, wow. <laughs> It was such a, that totally a random match. My mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they had some other good matches during that time. They had good chemistry, but yeah, and, and you know, Kane and Undertaker, you know, always awesome. The Brothers of Destruction oh, yeah. to see them Kane together. Oh, <laughs> crushing guys! I love yeah. that hidden gem that we talked about uh, mm-hmm. a few months ago, where they uh, Kane choke slams Triple H with a beer in yeah. one hand, one handed <laughs> choke slam. To Triple H, man, they had some great runs together. Of course, you can't you can't discount the Brothers of Destruction, mm. but uh, I think Kane and Daniel Bryan was the peak. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of Undertaker, you know, um, obviously the greatest storyline of Kane's career is Kane and Undertaker. Yeah, but their matches were not always some of the best. It, it was really more about the story getting there than the actual match result, but. Uh, and we didn't actually rank any of their matches in our personal top 20s uh, when we did our final episode of Talking Taker. But what is yeah. your favorite match between The Undertaker and Kane? Because he had so many of them. What's what's the first one that comes to your mind? Ooh, well, just based on personal bias, probably WrestleMania 20 because we were there, you know. Um, just seeing the dead man come back and Kane was already his bald self and he was just playing the whole you, you you're like you like take it was a specter you know it wasn't real and just i know it wasn't like a five-star class like i said but just we were there dude we got to see the return of the dead man i think that one just prob i'm probably biased because we were there so yeah i you know i i agree with you i'll say their first match at wrestlemania 14 sure just because I, it is it establishes yeah. kane mm-hmm. Um, it, it makes him, it, it really is a good big man match between yeah. those guys. Again, it didn't make our top 20, but it made the fans mm-hmm. top 20. It yeah. got a lot of votes, uh, and a lot of great memories for people for that one. That's probably yeah, my and number if we, one. And if we weren't there, I'd probably have said that one, you know, take myself oh, yeah. out of being there. I'd probably say that one just because, yeah, it was the first time they touched, you know, in a ring. So yeah. But yeah. And that was such a great storyline that at yeah. WrestleMania 20 to bring Taker back, you mm-hmm. know, on the build up. Without Taker ever showing up. Oh, man. So, so good. Uh, Well, we mentioned a lot of them, Travis, as we did this podcast. So many bizarre 
bonkers, off the wall, so bad they're good moments and storylines that Kane had throughout his career. What do you think is your favorite just uh, wrestle crap, so bad it's good, I can't believe this happened on my TV moment of Kane's career? Ooh, I can't believe this happened. I mean, uh, has it got to be? See, at first I was like, well, him and Jericho feuding over spilled coffee is pretty lame. <laughs> we but didn't talk about a, that. <laughs> they have a last man standing match, which is fantastic. It's great. That's a great yes. match. But um, as far as just insane, I can't believe that happened. Probably him burning good old JR. Dude. <laughs> that's got to be it, right? I mean. Please, 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 Kane. Back off. Stop it. Stop it. Don't do this. Kane, don't Somebody's do this. Somebody's got to stop it. Kane, no, 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 Put the matches down. Come on, Kane. Don't do it. Put it down, Kane. No, no, no. Oh, my God. Get it. Oh, you son of a bitch. Somebody help me. It's clearly and a stunt noises. man. Yeah, you know, Jared's oh, ah, off camera, just screaming. It reminds me of Nicolas Cage and uh, Wicker Man. The bees are in my eyes. It's like very just stupid. But yeah, it's obviously oh, it's Jr. Bad. off camera going. Oh. It's real bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I knocker. I'll nominate within the same timeline the Shane McMahon stuff. Sure. Uh, the battery on the testicles. The. Uh, um, where he gets him in the limo and like ties the belt to the <laughs> literally kills Shane McMahon and he's on that TV made it the next the opening week. a Raw for years. For years. Whole, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a great special effect. He throws him no in a question. dumpster and lights him in didn't he light him on a dumpster fire? He throws him off a ledge into yes. a dumpster. I can't remember yeah. if he lights him on fire or not, but Absolutely. um Yeah, it was a dumpster fire. Yeah, it, that was that was the second one I had to say if I wasn't going with JR, but yeah, him and Shane. Pushing Zack Ryder off the stage in a wheelchair with a broken neck. <laughs> so much good stuff. The wedding with Lita and Matt Hardy. and mm-hmm. Oh, man. We could go on and on. Yeah, with so many dumb things. Uh, um, all right. So to wrap it all up, we're not going to do a top 10 or top 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 20. We're not, not necessarily talking about the best Kane matches because nope. we haven't gone through every Kane match you know yeah. we're, we can't give that objectively but man when it when it comes to just off the top of your head most memorable favorite what, what are the matches that you think about Kane that are just stuck in your memory throughout your uh your years of being a wrestling fan uh, and being a Kane fan like wh- what are some of these matches you said you told me you wrote down five just off the top of your head that you're like when yeah. I think of Kane I think of these matches I think of these matches, and again, it's not necessarily iconic moments or anything. It's just like there's three of them that came to me like that, and we've mentioned one of them already. Um, the other two on my list, I have Kane and, and Albert, the IC title. I just that match comes to my mind. Like that was SmackDown June 28th, 01, and that's one of my just. I'm gonna put a Kane match on. I wouldn't mind watching that one again. Another one was that Raw Roulette TLC match. It just the. That match is great. That was uh, October 7th, 02. Um, so those two matches were the ones I added later. But the first three that came to my mind were um, in no particular – well, I'll just go from, you know, I guess three to, down to one. Kane versus Angle, WrestleMania X8. Yes. I remember kind of being like, huh, 
Angle's getting put in the cane match. Like, that's not what I wanted for my Kurt Angle at that point because he's coming off of 2001, which was phenomenal. With but Benoit, yeah. we watch out at your house, and um, that match over-delivered, dude. Kane uh, co- going to come off the top rope, and Angle jumps up there and throws one. It just That match over-delivered, dude. It did not need to be that good, but it did because of both guys that are in that. Um Absolutely. That's it. That, that, that when you when you told me to do this, that was when I wrote down. Uh, it's a hidden gem on WrestleMania, it is. and of course, you have Rock and Hogan on that same night, mm-hmm. so it gets overlooked and overshadowed. Mm-hmm. But man, they you're right. They over delivered. Yeah. The match had no business being as no, good as right. it was, <laughs> and it had no storyline going into mm-hmm. it whatsoever. No. But yet they go out and and they crush it, man. Yep, there's like two years in a row the Angles matches were just made like at the end of the season. You're like, oh crap, we forgot Angles on the show. It's like, yeah, but uh, yeah, they go out and crush it. And um, we talked about WrestleMania 17, Big Show, Kane, and Raven. That's just I already watched that match yesterday. It's so good, man. It's so and, good. Uh, Raven's one and only um, WrestleMania match. So I love that as a special place in my heart for Raven. Again, my one of top two favorite hardcore matches in WWE history is that one. They're getting the golf carts in the back, dude. They just Kane's driving a golf cart with a referee on the back and Raven drives off the edge and they can't keep going and well, they get they, through the wall, through the glass. It's all great, man. They nearly ruin WrestleMania because Raven runs over yeah. power cord and nearly yeah. cuts the power off to yeah. the live feed of the cameras or whatever. Uh, yeah. but yeah, dude, Kane, again, overlooked because it's on WrestleMania seventeen. It's exactly. on the greatest pay-per-view card in WWF history with the biggest pay-per-view card in WWF history. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it doesn't always get talked about. But, again, it only adds to that because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's part of what makes that entire night so good. Uh, there's yes. so much variety on that night. There's so much great wrestling. There's so much great storytelling. You got Vince and Shane doing this big dramatic yeah. soap opera thing. You got Rock and Austin, of course. You got Angle and Benoit having the technical match. But then you have this, this hardcore mm-hmm. backstage brawl. And Kane does the big elbow drop into the, the bottom of the, yep. <laughs> off the side of the stage. What a great match. And it had no right being as good as it was. No, it didn't, man. It was so fun, so entertaining. And go back and watch it, guys, and listen to the pop Kane gets. Houston blows up for Kane when his music hits, man. It is awesome. And then my top one, or do you want to do some of yours first before I get my top one? Uh, no, I mean, I don't want to steal yours. So okay. uh, I don't my know what yours is going to be. Of all time. And I rewatched it again yesterday, and this is my favorite Kane match ever. It's um, TLC 2012. Kane, oh, Dan okay. Bryan, yeah. Ryback versus The Shield. The yeah. Shield's first match in the company. Um, it is just nuts. It is insane. Constant action. Constant drama. And it put these three new guys on the map. And Kane does... He may do a little bit of sleeping in the match, but that was the story. The The numbers game, they would take out Ryback and, and take out Bryan and beat up Kane. Or they'd take out Kane take out Brian and beat it right back. That was their whole. The, it played into the gimmick, so it was good. But like Kane has some cool stuff on it. He does a uh, there's a table over the top rope, and he comes up and jumps off it instead of jumping off the turnbuckle. There's a lot of cool stuff. But that match is that. If you said you got to watch one Kane match the rest of your life, I'm watching that one right there. It is phenomenal, dude. 
phenomenal match. It made the Shield, you know. Yes. They they had that amazing debut, uh, and they had you know whatever their run-ins for the, for the next few weeks, and, and they were mm-hmm. they were presented as stars, and you know they did their Ambrose Rollins reigns. That they, they were all they all owned their roles, no no doubt about it. But yep. that match established that was their first match. All yes. three of those guys that was their first match on the main roster, and it made those guys. And you know. It's weird to think about Ryback making somebody, but you know yeah. Ryback, Daniel Bryan, and Kane played that yeah. role in making those guys. So yeah, I, I wrote that down as well. Uh, it's fantastic, uh, iconic. Uh, <laughs> it also makes me think of Kane. He was also in the TLC match a few years later with the uh, Kurt Angle Shield with a uh, Kurt Angle, mm. <laughs> Ambrose and Rollins against uh, Kane Corbin. Miz, right? Is, is it, it Corbin? Drew? Drew? It, I can't even I remember. remember it's like it five is. on yeah. three. That one yeah. is... Uh... I blocked that one out of my mind, dude. Yeah. Oh, I'll never forget. True. Kurt Angle. Proud is... Papa with the yeah. <laughs> smiling something. <laughs> oh, man. Man, you mentioned all the great ones. Um, the other, only other ones I, I thought of, of course... Uh, the two WrestleManias with Undertaker, I think, mm-hmm. just for their place in history. I always think of them sure. with Kane. Um, that Stone Cold match with on Raw for the title. Mm-hmm. After, the one where he won with Hell in a Cell is great, but I, I love the crowd mm-hmm. and, and the whole storyline going to that one on Monday Night Raw, the night after King of the Ring 98. I'm surprised you didn't mention this one because it, it made your top 10 of that era, but Undertaker and Big Show versus Kane and Xbox from SummerSlam 99. Uh, what a fun yeah. little sprint of a match. Oh, great. And, like, again, I wasn't, I didn't put too much thought in. Honestly, I was just, I wrote the first three down, and I was like, what other two do I think of right now? And it was that Albert match. And that, but yeah, you're right. If I had sat and put a lot of thought, I probably would have put that above a couple of those other ones. But yeah, that match is one of my favorite tag matches. It's so, so good, man. So good. And you know, as we as we try to come up with some closing thoughts on Kane, you know, are any of Kane's matches gonna be in the top twenty or top thirty matches in WWE history? Probably not. You know, you're not thinking of those Kane matches alongside, you know, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels or yeah. Macho Man versus Ricky Steamboat or of course Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Kane doesn't have that. Legacy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that history, but he, like we've co- talked about throughout this episode, he is that guy that you could put in anywhere on the card, from the pre-show, from the Royal Rumble, from a Money in the Bank to a Hardcore title to an Intercontinental title to that main event run, and he's gonna come in, and he's not gonna put on this technical masterpiece, but he's gonna put on some sports entertainment. And he's going to grip you, and he's going to put you on the edge of your seat. He's going to keep you entertained from the opening bell to the closing bell. He's going to crush the promos. He's going to crush the ridiculous stuff. And he's just going to be one of the most entertaining, iconic characters of all time. Um, And, you know, he never never sucked (laughs) in the ring. It it was never... It was maybe never the best match on the sure. it, was, it was never that Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels level, but he always, you know, he always was able to do his thing uh, yes. and do some really impressive things in the ring. 
you know does that make uh, sense oh i agree wholeheartedly man absolutely agree with that so um yeah i don't really know uh, a better way to put it honestly than that he's just a utility player he's like a I was trying to think. Like he's not. If you think of the Beatles, you think of McCartney and Lennon. You know, he's he's the George Harrison or the Ringo. Like he's yeah. he's there, he's there, and he makes it part of what it is. But he's not the star. But if you take him out, it's not the same. You know. So yeah, it's just uh, he's 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 phenomenal. And I have one more stat for you, if you don't mind. One more well, Kane number. I just want to say I love that because I I think Kane is Ringo. I, you know, yeah. you can't have the Beatles without Ringo, Mm-mm. but you know, Ringo could be comedy. He could be silly. Yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. Brains are yellow That's submarine perfect, yeah. and everything. And Kane yeah. could do that. Kane, Kane never took himself as seriously as the Undertaker. Mm. You know, Undertaker committed right. to that gimmick, you know, 24, seven, 365. And Kane always, you know, he would do some silly stuff. He would do yeah. comedy. He would do the stuff with Pete Rose. He would do... Yeah, the Pete Rose, yeah. You know, he would do the stuff with Daniel Bryant. You know, he took it very seriously, but it was also able to be light and laugh yeah. at himself. And he was that... He was the drumbeat of yeah. the Attitude Era. He was the Perfect. guy... You had to have him in there. He kept mm-hmm. the pace. He was the guy in the Money in the Bank matches that would, mm-hmm. you know, be the guy that could keep the match running. He's not the guy that did the Shelton Benjamin running right, to the top of the ladder, right. crazy spots, but you needed him in there to, to, you know, to be the post for guys to jump off of, to be the guy to catch people. You had to have him there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he filled that role to a T. So man, I love that. I love that. Yeah. yeah per- he's yeah, Ringo, the Ringo star of the WWE. So there we go. Well, uh, I had one more statistic for you that I yeah, looked man. up uh, right before we started. Um, Kane is the record holder for the most, matches in WWE like most wow. appearances he has 1,666 matches so I don't that's no accident the de- devil's favorite demon has 1,666 <laughs> so he had 1,665 until Wrestle, until Royal Rumble this year and he had yeah. went up to 1,666 the next person in line behind him is Big Show do you want to guess how many he has how many I'm is Big say, Show behind Kane I'm going to say like is in the 1500s, something like that. 1444. So he's got 222 less matches. Dang. Game, which is, I mean, think if you wrestle once a week, that's four more years, you know? Because 52, like, so it's just, no one's going to, Ziggler's behind that. But I mean, Orton. yeah, Big Show's done in WWE. He's an AEW. Yeah, he's not, he's yeah, not exactly. getting any so, more WWE matches. Ziggler and Orton are behind him, but they're not, no. they're, Orton's about three hundred, almost three hundred behind, so he's not gonna. He, he, if he goes another ten years, you know, he may That's be able crazy. to catch him. But yeah, so Kane has the most appearances, most matches of all any performer in WWF. That is I mean, crazy, dude. <laughs> who knows if they're ever gonna have house shows again? Right. Like you know, we we may never see that era where they're wrestling five times a week ever again. You know, yep. maybe if they do them, they do them once. Once a week, or, or a couple times a month, yep. or something like that. Not for yep. a long time, at least. So yeah, he, he may have that record forever. He may keep it. And just to put in perspective, because we are talking Taker, the Dead Man has eight hundred and forty-three. So almost wow. twice as many. <laughs> I had almost, no idea. That's amazing. Twice as many as his brother. That's crazy, dude. 
crazy. I mean, if that doesn't tell you his Hall of Fame status and his yeah, importance, that's <laughs> again, he's the guy. He's the workhorse. He, he's the utility mm-hmm. guy. He's the guy you put in anywhere, uh, and he puts in the work and he puts in the effort. And it may not always be the best match on the card, but it's always mm-hmm. a good match. It's always entertaining. It always keeps your attention. Uh, it's never going to crack the bed. Uh, he's always going to, you know, he can pull a decent match out of anybody. Maybe not the best match out of anybody, but always a good match and is always going to going to entertain you uh, yep. no matter what he does and make something out of it. And so, you know, I have a ton of respect for the guy. No huge, doubt. huge fan for all time. Uh, so glad he's in the Hall of Fame uh, where he belongs. And, uh, yeah, man, um, who knows? Who knows what comes next for for yeah. the, the devil's favorite demon? That's right, man. Who knows? His story right. may not be over yet. It may not be. We don't know. We don't know. But uh, man, this was so much fun to talk to you about, yeah. Travis. I enjoyed reconnecting with you. I hope our creatures of the night enjoyed it as well. Uh, we know a lot of you are huge Kane fans as well as Taker fans, so we would love for you to hit us up. On social media at Talking Taker on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We haven't gone anywhere. We're still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can hit us up at Talking Taker. Uh, you can leave a comment on wherever you listen to the podcast on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and Google Play. Don't forget, you can watch the video version of this podcast uh, and our last few podcasts, including our uh, final episode of the podcast that we got to record in person over on yes, our YouTube page at Talking Taker over there. Uh, we encourage you to subscribe and check that out. And, you know, we wanted this to kind of be a surprise drop of the podcast, so we don't have a lot of listener comments uh, to throw out or any for that matter. Uh, But I do want to shout out a few of our favorite friends of the podcast for just some uh, special thank yous uh, since we ended the show. I want to shout out at uh, at Collect Up Dead, which is Collecting Dead Man. Uh, he's got a podcast. He's a friend of the show. He is sort of carrying the Undertaker torch now that we have ended our show. Uh, and his show is a little bit different. It's more about all of the great, uh, never-ending Undertaker merchandise that has been yeah. produced over the years. He is trying to build a, a, an unbeatable Undertaker collection with every Undertaker figure and merchandise item through the years. Uh, he was so kind enough to, to invite me on the show and, and have an interview with him. Got to talk with him for uh, about 45 minutes or about mm-hmm. an hour on the show just about Undertaker fandom and Undertaker figures. So that is the Collecting Dead Man podcast you can go listen to if you're looking for some more Talking Taker content. Um, want to say special thank you to the Bottom Line Podcast and especially yes, to Mike Prue. So he sent us some gifts. This is my Undertaker shaker bottle that That's Mike right. Prue sent me in the mail. Completely unexpected. I drink out of it every day. I got my water in here. If you guys were paying attention to our Facebook story during WrestleMania, that made an appearance as I was watching. (laughs) I sent us some Undertaker t-shirts. I had to wear my Kane t-shirt for tonight, but uh, the Undertaker t-shirt might. You the man. I wore that. Yeah, I wore that during Mania and my Zubas, baby. You You got me, so I was all takered out. Yeah, man. Such great friends, Mike and JV. Yeah, man. Um, We, in case you didn't, in case you missed it, we were a guest on their show. Uh, as we did a watch along uh, for um, Undertaker and Stone Cold. Um, yeah. SummerSlam 98, right? 
SummerSlam 98 for 316 yeah. Day. Uh, right. Very fun episode. We got to be on there. Uh, we always enjoy being with them. So, again, if you're looking for more Talk and Taker content, go hit those guys up. We got a few watch-alongs with them. Uh, you can scroll through their feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, they go through Stone Cold uh, era, the Stone Cold career. I uh, want to shout out Watch Along Tommy, uh, who's uh, doing some WrestleMania specials on his YouTube channel. He talked about WrestleMania 27, uh, which, of course, we were there for uh, over on his channel uh, he's got some great content over there go subscribe to watch along tommy and then i want to shout out randy turco our boy pokey's little dog again when uh, we talked about it, we kind of alluded to it he gave us a very very special gift uh towards the end of our podcast and is so kind and so generous to us such a great friend of the show we love randy uh he actually a he, he sent his I haven't got it yet, but he's supposed to be sending me a special figure to add to my Ooh, Undertaker collection. Nice. Uh, I was trying to pay him for it, but he just wanted to send it to me. Uh, Travis, I think we need to send him a little something special uh, to say thank you for him. So I got to talk with you off air uh, about doing that. Uh, again, Randy is the man at Pokey's Little Dog. We love uh, we love Randy Turco. Uh, we want to send him well wishes. We want to send all of you out there well wishes. We thank you. Uh, we miss you all, all our listeners. Uh, we appreciate all the love and support for our final episode. Uh, you guys are so awesome to listen to mm-hmm. it and, and share it and give us such great feedback and comments on oh, yeah. it on all the social media pages. Uh, it means a lot. It means so much. Uh, so many of you have reached out saying you miss us and you want to see us back. So we hope this will hold you over uh, until whatever comes next for Travis and I. Uh, Travis, I love talking with you off air, uh, but this was a blast to get back with you. Yeah, no and, doubt. Uh, talk Taker and raise Kane for a little bit That's tonight. Right. Uh, so I hope everybody enjoyed it. Absolutely. It's been fun. It's been, uh, I hope it whets your appetite for just, and I hope you guys were surprised and just enjoy, uh, you know, having us back in your ear holes and uh, talk about Kane. So, yeah. again, we're not going to do this for. Every little thing, you just, you know, it was apropos since he's the Hall of Fame and this is Taker's brother, you know, so we had to do it. So that's oh, right. Stay subscribed about... in case in case anything else comes around. Yeah. You know, Undertaker comes around. He just did a video about hunting turkeys. <laughs> yeah, on YouTube. I was about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're about to say. Okay. Yeah, so that exists. Yeah, yeah, that's there. That's so, a thing that yeah. happened. He just he doesn't care anymore. He's just doing everything. <laughs> I so. love it. He's always He's welcome to come here. He's but, always welcome. Anyway. The offer is out there. Yeah. Uh, Travis. I have, I have a connection plug. to Kane, though. I was in, uh, went and saw Dave Matthews Band in Knoxville in 2001. Okay. And uh, didn't know that Kane was going to be the future mayor there. But uh, we got there, got to Knoxville, the Thompson Bowling Arena, when uh, we went and ate something like a Hardee's or Wendy's or something. And then we called it a, we got a limo to take us to uh, to Thompson Bowling Arena to As the you do. Uh, yeah. concert and we got Naturally. in there and he was like it was the like crappiest limo I've ever been in in my life there's like sticky stuff everywhere and like plastic cups that had been drinking out of and just like spilled wine and juice in there it was gross but um we got in there and we we're like oh sweet uh, limo dude he's like yeah man I just had Kane Undertaker uh, you know Steve Austin in here. I guess Raw was there that Monday or something. And oh, like, my. Yeah, man. Kane and Taker are huge, man. They're sitting back there. I was like, there's no way. that They were, A, fitting in this crappy little car you have, and, B, 
in this mess oh, that you have my. left us. So, but anyway, I wanted to share that on this. I can't remember if I shared that on uh, Talking Taker or not, but on our regular episodes. But anyway, wanted to share that connection with Ken. And then, yeah, he would become the mayor of that city. So kind of well, funny. <laughs> dude, we we have to reshare our, our now that you say that yeah our WrestleMania that 2011 WrestleMania 27 story <laughs> yeah. with Kane. Uh, we mentioned it on that episode, but so WrestleMania is in Atlanta. Uh, of course, you, I, our buddy Josh and Chuck, we got the four pack. Uh, we did the whole experience. We got the hotel. We got the package. Hall of Fame access. Uh, really good WrestleMania seats. We did it all up because yeah. uh, you know WrestleMania is in Georgia, where we live. Uh, only time it's ever happened. Only time it may ever happen <laughs> at this rate. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Uh, but yeah, we got there. We're there. Uh, this was either Thursday or Friday. I can't remember. One of one of the first days we were there, but. Uh, so we we went across the street to the hotel where the wrestlers were staying at, and uh, we were just we were walking over to get something to eat somewhere, and we saw this big crowd of wrestling fans, and you can kind of tell a crowd of wrestling fans when you see them on the street. Yeah. Uh, so we yeah. uh, we saw them out there, and we were like, "What's going on?" And and they said, "Oh yeah, the wrestlers they're leaving the hotel to go to to access or the Hall of Fame or whatever yeah. it was that they were that, that they were going to." So we're like, oh, sweet, cool. So, so we sort of hung out out there with these, you know, sweaty, sweaty dudes, uh, just in the streets of Atlanta. Uh, we saw, you know, Hornswoggle and Chavo and CM Punk. Uh, we saw Jim Ross chain smoking outside the hotel coming out. Uh, we, saw, we saw the mid card bus uh, with all the jabronis getting on the same little shuttle bus tyson Dolph Kidd, ziggler Dolph ziggler hurricane whatever i don't know primo carlito uh we saw farouk out there and he gave us the old uh, mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. to all of us out there he gave us a little love and then Kane comes Carolla. out oh yeah dude we're we're chanting for every wrestler who comes out we're trying to get the, their attention we're trying to pop them Ron Simmons was the best one. Yeah. Uh, but then Kane gets in a car, little tiny Corolla, not not his little electric car that he drives around Knoxville in, but basically right. the same thing. He hops in it across the street with his wife. They drive up. They do a U-turn and pull around. Kane's in the passenger seat. Across he pull- four lanes of traffic. <laughs> In downtown Atlanta, yeah. pulls in front of us, you know, fifty wrestling fans, yeah. and rolls down the window in his little <laughs> tiny Corolla, and turns out the window and says, "My wife told me I should say hi, <laughs> hi," and then rolls the window up and pulls down the street. And you know, we're all like, "Yeah, yes! we just yeah." It was, there was before the yes chance, but yeah, we loved it, man. It was awesome. Thank you, Mrs. Kane. Thank you, Mrs. Kane, for getting Kane to say that. I wish I had it on video or something like that. Oh, I know. Oh, that was unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, yeah, oh, there's man. our connections with That's Kane. That's our connections with so, Kane. That's our LinkedIn right with Kane. Yeah, that's how we're linked in with the mayor of Knox County. So, well, anyway. Dude, yeah, you're about to do a show near Knox County, in the same state. <laughs> uh, tell people about that. Plug your music, man, uh, before oh. before you wrap things up here. Uh, yeah, make sure you get a plug in for that. On Friday, if in five days from now you want to come see me at uh, in Bristol, Tennessee, at Delta Blues Barbecue, you can come see me. I'll be doing an acoustic show, so you can find anything 
uh, out on my Facebook or uh, on my YouTube, youtube.com slash Travis White. Got my own YouTube page there. So, yeah, check me out, and I'm doing a show there. I would love to figure out how to live stream it, but it's just I don't know if it's going to work out. We'll see what happens. But anyway, I got about a week to figure it out. So, But, uh, yeah, come check me out. Check my music yeah. out on Spotify, Spotify, Apple Music, yeah, man. Deezer, Tweezer, Skeezer, any of those things. Uh, New Amazon, EP. Unlimited. Yeah, new EP was full production, good music, good sounds. So check it out. Check out my acoustic stuff. Uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Absolutely. I enjoy it. Highly recommend it to all you listeners out there. Go support Travis. Uh, enjoy that. You can buy it on iTunes as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can stream it to uh, give, it a, give it a listen, give it a spin uh, and support Travis after, uh, you know, he endured so many Snitsky and uh, Big Show, Heidenreich, <laughs> Hall of Fame, Great Kali matches for everybody. Yeah. You can at least listen to yeah. his music once or twice. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it. Let me plug that here. So, um, yeah, but other than that, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for welcoming us back into your ears. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this. Um, yeah, just we'll see you down the road if something happens, if something comes up. And we'll be there for or along for the ride. So, um, other than that, uh, stay safe out there. Go raise some cane. And as always, take your easy. I grew up locked in a basement, suffering severe psychological and emotional scarring when my brother set my parents on fire. From there, I shifted around among a series of mental institutions until I was grown, at which point I buried my brother alive. Twice. Since then, I've set a couple of people on fire and abducted various co-workers. Oh, and I uh, once electrocuted a man's testicles. Years ago, I had a girlfriend named Katie, but uh, let's just say that that didn't turn out so well. My real father is a guy named Paul Bearer, who I recently trapped in a meat locker. I've been married, divorced, broke up my ex-wife's wedding and tombstone the priest. And for reasons never quite explained, I have an unhealthy obsession with torturing Pete Rose.